We're going to talk employment law, your employment situation, employment lawyer, host of the Employment Law Show, partner at Sanfiru Tamarkin, Lior Sanfiru, uh, joining us. Lior, I'm hearing you all over the station, and you're doing just a fantastic job for everybody. Well, thank you, uh, Mike. It is uh, a difficult time, and I'm glad to be able to answer questions. It's interesting to me how these concepts we're talking about that didn't even exist two weeks ago, I, I obviously didn't know anything about them. I'm now providing advice, but I've done my best to, to stay up to date, and if I can help anyone, that's great. Yeah, six. Uh, I think, was it three or 600,000 may have applied for the CERB yesterday? Uh, it, it was 300,000 three. midday, so by, by, by now it's only many more. All right, uh, 416-870-6400, your questions for Lior Sanfiru. First on the line this morning, good morning, Ruth. What's your question? Hi, thanks for taking my call. A couple of questions. Um, one of the businesses that I work for, I'm a freelance bookkeeper, they're non-essential, so they had to close down, so the employees went on the CRB. Now, let's say in a couple of weeks um, – we can open up and we want to go for the 75% wage subsidy. What happens to those employees that went on the CRB? Uh, the employees that are on the CRB will be earning income, and because of that, at that point, they will not be able to qualify uh, anymore beyond that point as long as they're getting any income. So as long as the employer does what it's supposed to and pays the, uh, the subsidy to the employees as it's required, then those employees would have to get off uh, CRB at that point. Okay, perfect. So they would just have to get off of off of it, and then I guess somewhere on their income taxes, that's when it gets all figured out? Yeah, it's going to be marked as income. Deductions, remittances are going to have to be made to the government, and as long as they get off when they start getting income, then they'll be just fine. Okay, perfect. And the other question is, uh, source deductions is just around the corner on the 15th. Now, I haven't heard anything. Has that been deferred? It has not been deferred as of now. Uh, some other things, uh, taxes and, and HST filings, et cetera, have been, but not uh, uh, de deductions and remittances. So as of now, you still should expect to make those uh, as scheduled. Okay. Now, um, if I apply the 10% rule, um, is that still in effect? Like I can take off 10% of the income tax? The, the rules apply with respect to income tax. Yeah, I would certainly check with your account, but they have not checked the amount of income tax, in, income tax that has to be deducted. All right, okay. Ruth. Thank you so much for the questions this morning. We've got, uh, we've got, is it Mo? Mo, appreciate, appreciate the call. What's your question for uh, Lior? Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question. I, I'm sure you might have answered this before, but um, I have diabetes. I have a mother at home that has diabetes. And my wife is immunocompromised, and I have children at home. Is there something I can do to take the time off until this sort of calms down a little bit? And, and I just don't want to bring sickness at home. Um, so how do I go about this? So the the best option, if because you said that you have children at home, if you have children that are not in school now because of the fact that, of course, schools are closed, you are able to qualify for the CERB if you have to stay at home to care for your children. Uh, so that may be an option for you. The fact that you, you, you may have family members that are compromised, their immunity is compromised, that in and of itself does not allow you to qualify for the CERB. So if your children are of an age that they need care, uh, then yes, that's an option. Otherwise, if that's not an option, your best option is to speak to your doctor. If your doctor feels that you should be off work and will, is willing to provide you with the note, that would allow you to be off work as well as to apply for EI sickness benefits. So those two are the best options here, Mo. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate the call, Mo, 416-870-6400. Uh, next up, we've got 
less on the line. Les, what's your question for Lior? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I've been thinking about this. Like, are my companies one of those companies where we don't have to take our vacation pay? And, you know, I don't want to say some people are rich or not, but, I mean, sometimes I leave my vacation pay. I could probably take about 15 weeks off. Now, I took vacation pay out before all this uh, trip thing came out. I applied yesterday. I'm a January guy, and now I'm nervous because I might be getting a check from my company for my vacation pay, and now I'm going to be also be getting this, and I they might look in your account and say, hey, you got paid from work, but how come? And you're right. That That is absolutely an issue. If your employer provides you income and getting your vacation pay is considered income, then you should not be getting your CERB. So, so that is something that is certainly an issue, and, and if you're going to do things by the book and in a legal way, you should not be getting or applying for the CRB if you oh, have income why, from your employer. But, but why don't they say that? They say if you are unemployed. And I, I haven't been working. I work with all the full teams. There's no sports for me. There's no work for me. Actually, so they're, they're saying why? more than that. They're, they're not just tying it to unemployed. They're tying it to income. If you've unemployed and not earning income and in this situation unless you would be earning income so strictly speaking you don't qualify so i guess i shouldn't uh, touch that money if they give it to me i'll, I'll leave that to you but you, you you don't qualify less no okay i appreciate that I, I, I feel better about that thank you all right Les, i appreciate it i understand his anxiety i mean uh, even if he were to just like return the check uh it would be reported to cra that he received it correct it would be certainly if, if he reports, if he returns it. I'm not even sure at this point, uh, Mike, what mechanism is available mm. to return it, but certainly not using it or perhaps if you qualify the next month but you don't apply the next month and you apply to that, if it evens out kind of in the wash, you should be fine. But if you ultimately get money that you shouldn't be getting, yeah, you could have a problem. Uh, one quick question for me before we break, Lior. The CRB, when the payments start arriving later this week, will there be taxes taken off the initial payment or is that going to be down the road? No, there will be taxes uh, uh, taken off the initial payment. Uh, and just like with EI, when you get EI, mm. you get it less taxes. So, yes, th th it won't be the full $500. It'll be less the taxes. And our special guest who's joined us every morning uh, for a week or so now, Lior Samfiro, employment lawyer, partner with Samfiro Tamarkin. And your questions about your issues with the emergency release benefit, relief benefit, uh, EI, any employment issues as well. Reg has got a question about the emergency relief benefit. Reg, good morning. Hi there. How you doing? Great. What's your question for Lior? Oh, my question to Lior. Thanks for first of all, and a question to me um, because I apply all the EI, then I apply for the emergency release fund. Um, should I get any trouble? I mean, one of them automatically cancel. How does that work? So, yeah, strictly speaking, if you've applied for EI, you shouldn't be applying for the CERB. The, the, the hope is that if you've applied for both, the government on yeah. their end figure it out and they only pay you one. The way it's supposed to work is that if you applied for EI before the 15th of March, you're going to get EI. If you applied after the 15th of March, then the government should automatically actually pay you the CERB. But if you've actually applied for both, if you end up getting both, then you should deal with the government about how we how you return some of that money. But I do think they're going to be able to figure that out on their end so you don't get both and you only get one of them. Oh, I see. What, what, uh, my, if I get EI, I get more money than uh, you mentioned the fund. Because this one, both taking tax off too, right? 
Correct. In some situations, you're right that EI is more money because EI can be up to 530 or 40, and and the the CRB is at 500 dollars. But that's not really the question. It's that March 15th date. Uh, the government has decided people beyond that get one and not the other. If you do get both, you obviously cannot and should not keep both, uh, and you have to deal with the CRA people in terms of how to deal with that and how to potentially return one of them. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, okay. Reg. Much appreciated that. Bye-bye. Uh, 416-870-6400. Paul's got a question about uh, WSIB. Paul, what's your question for Lior? Hi, good morning. Um, yeah, I've been, I was hurt at work. I was on de- I'm on de- WSIB for about 11 months. I had two fractures in my uh, vertebrae and I had a surgery. I'm supposed to go back to the doctor in about four weeks, a specialist, if he still has the appointment. Um, but I'm not being, um, I can't stand or sit very long, so I've been going to physio three times a week. And I'm doing some exercise at home, but I'm not getting the treatment. So what happens if I go back or if the doctor's not available and workman's comp say, well, okay, well, that's it, or can they cut me off, or how does this work? No, absolutely not. So uh, until a doctor clears you to return to work, then you can stay off on a a medical leave, which means the company cannot decide to let you go. And it's understandable that at this point, it may take you longer to get the clearance or even to get an update from your doctor as to your condition. So what you would do is if you cannot see your doctor when you're supposed to, update your employer, make sure they understand that you're you're, you're trying to see the doctor, get the uh, first appointment that's available to you. Legally, they cannot do anything for you, Paul, in this situation. Absolutely. Absolutely not. That would be a breach of the uh, uh, workplace uh, injury uh, statute as well as a human rights violation. So, no, that would be illegal. Okay. Then, well, thank you very much. Uh, stay safe. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Some uh, good words of encouragement for Paul on that one. Uh, we've got Jeff on the line. Self-employed. What's your question for Lior? Go ahead, Jeff. I think we have Omar. Oh, I did, Omar. I, 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 again, just a couple of weeks on the job, Lior. Omar, how you doing? If you need help, let me know. All right. Yeah, hi. My question is, uh, I've been the main provider at my home, and my wife just uh, recently, I would say, like, maybe a whole year, she's been working uh, two hours a day, five days a week, and now she got, because of the COVID, she got laid off. Uh, can she still apply for CRP, even though I'm the main uh, provider, always been? Omar, has she made at least $5,000 in the last year? Yes, she has. Then, yes, if she's been laid off, even though she wasn't working much or earning a high income, she can qualify for the CRB because she was making $5,000. It really doesn't matter who the main provider is as long as she's lost income and she had $5,000 in the year before. But she hasn't She hasn't done enough tax since she started. So based on the 2018, we filed together tax. So it shows us one income. So is that still okay? If you file taxes together, yes. As long as the income ultimately was reported, even if it's with you, uh, I'm not a tax expert, but if it's income that's not under the table, if it's legitimate income, then yes, you can absolutely qualify. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Appreciate the call. Now I promise you, Jeff is on the line. Jeff, what's your question for Lior? Morning, guys. Um, I'm self-employed. I've... uh... I have an invoice that I've uh, given a client that was dated back in November 2019, but I'm still collecting money from that invoice. And my interpretation of the language online is, is, is that money that I'm collecting from that past due invoice, is that considered accounts receivable or is that considered income? 
it wouldn't be considered income for the purpose of, of qualifying for benefits because it's not for work that you're doing right now. It's for past work and you know you may get that money now or later so if you're not working right now and if you're not earning income right now then that should not interfere with your ability to qualify for the the CERB. Perfect that's all I needed thanks stay safe guys. Thank you. Thank you as well and uh, we've got uh, Aaron on the line or Ann I'm sorry Ann. Hi there (laughs) thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a quick question Um, I'm on the essential services so before, prior to this, I was part-time casual, so I would get anywhere from zero to 37 hours. But on average, I would normally get around um, 71 hours every two weeks. That's on average. So now that um, all our, our branches are closed, so left with a few branches, so they decided that they were going to pay me 15 hours every two weeks, 15 hours per week. Um, that would be 27 hours every two weeks. Um but I don't think that's enough in terms of salary to cover my bills. So should I be applying for benefits? So unfortunately, uh, as, as things stand right now today, because you're still going to be earning income, even though it's a reduced income, you wouldn't qualify for benefits because to qualify, you need to have no income at all. But very recently, as recently as uh, Sunday, uh, the, the government has made it very clear that they're working on changing that and that people that are earning less would still be able to qualify either for the existing benefit or maybe for another benefit. We hope to hear about soon, potentially today, but certainly this week. But as things stand today, you don't qualify. The last comment I'll leave you with is if truly you don't end up qualifying for whatever benefit the government puts forward and you can't live off this income, one of the considerations you may have is either to talk to your employer about laying you off, maybe then you, you qualify, or to consider this concept of constructive dismissal because they change the terms of employment. Uh, but beyond that, those are the options. But for, for example, I originally asked them for my record of employment because I wasn't getting enough I was I wouldn't be getting enough hours because there's nothing on my schedule but again, to the extent that they still want to pay you right now then then the record of employment would not be given if they decide to lay you off no hours then at that point a record of employment has to be issued uh, but I think your best recourse right now is let's see what happens over the next day or two that may solve the problem and still allow you to work while qualifying for the for the benefits from the government Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. One last one from Tom. Tom, what's your question? Good morning. I'm calling from Muskoka. It's a seasonal area, and there's some folks, quite a few folks actually, that get laid off for the winter anyways, and they're already on EI. But that EI is going to run out in the next week or two, and their uh, employer is still shut down because of the COVID-19. Can they apply for this new thing after their EI runs out? So if, in fact, they, they are still employed, they're just on a seasonal layoff, so th- th- their job is still there, and now they can't go back because of the fact that the virus has shut down the place, then, yes, they would be able to qualify because it's not new employment. They're not looking for work. The only reason they won't be working is the virus. So, yes, absolutely, Tom, they can apply for this benefit starting when the EI runs out. Absolutely. Excellent. A lot of people are asking that. Thank you very much. Hey, listen, pal, appreciate it. Lior, some uh, people are too nervous to call, so Stu emailed a quick yes or no question. Is pension considered income? Pension is not considered income based on the information we have right now. So anything you get from a pension should not impact your ability to qualify for benefits, uh, and that's how we understand things. Lior, always a pleasure. We'll talk again in the morning. 
Look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Lior Samfiro, employment lawyer, partner with Samfiro to Mark. And thank you all for your great questions. And I wish you nothing but the best, ladies and gentlemen, participating.